This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> 25 minutes had a 25 minute show we have had um we did a special bit though on um well the auditing was a special yeah just a special thing it was a special thing little thing little thing we did knocking about i'm sorry what terrible british accent what kind of knocking a boot it was like british and canadian you know the british you know all the british canadians do your best British accent right now. Do your best <laughs> British accent for me. Um, I don't know if I've ever, I've ever heard you try it before. Um, no, it's I can't because it's too. It's crossed with like an Australian accent in my mind, so yeah. I can't. I can't even divorce it from that. I'd have to hear one. Yeah. If I'm going to do an impression, I have mm-hmm. to study up a little bit, mm-hmm. which I've done on the past uh, f- for this program. You have to get in the groove, ladies and gentlemen. Um. What was there was something I was going to do right at the beginning of the show, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, I remember what it was. Actually, talk intru- for a second. Intru- well, yeah, introduce the show. You do that, and then I'll. <laughs> Great direction there. Uh, welcome yeah, to give that like some that. thought. Yeah, uh, I'm Matt. Joining me is <laughs> joining me is my partner. Uh, partner Addison. Mm. Well, partner in the podcast. I mean, not, not in like, a sex, not in like a no. Like a homo partner way? Have the gays really ruined the word partner for us? Is that where we're at as a society? I don't, I don't know. It's the first thing that leapt into my mind. Yeah, well. It's 2016. It's I not, don't judge. Well, it's not the it's not the gays. They did, they haven't done anything wrong. The gays? Uh, just, except, just, just except as a the, general group. The except gays. in the biblical sense, they've done some things wrong. But they haven't done anything <laughs> wrong. Uh, it's the social justice warriors. It's the PC police. Those are the people that, uh, Is that, the ones? that take words and, and make them so you can't use them. In any sort of context, but one specific context. So I use the word partner, and it can only mean uh, the same sex couple. You see this, folks? He couldn't even introduce his show. He just he just had to jump up on a soapbox and follow a rabbit. I live in soapboxes, okay. I, I put you know well, you know how Tom Haverford puts red carpet in his shoes, so everywhere he's going, he's walking on red carpet. I have soapboxes literally in the bottom of my shoes. Everywhere it. I'm going, I'm on a soapbox. Like uh, you remember the wedding. Pam and Jim's wedding when uh, Kevin Malone was. Oh, the- is this an office reference? I'm, it's, I mean, we have. It's only three minutes into the show, <laughs> right? You know, we haven't had one yet. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Well, okay. Quick, quick backstory. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Addison is about. It's just nothing that never happens on the show before. It's <laughs> never happened on the show. But Addison is about to explain a scene from The Office to us in Ladies excruciating detail, in which we'll suck all the comedy from it. Addison, please go ahead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, our weekly, our now weekly segment uh, called The Office Circle Jerk. Yeah. Um, joining us is uh, Addison, an avid fan of The Office, and of course, uh, Matt, who is a big fan of The Office as well. I am, and I'm, I'm super excited for this week's edition of, of this segment. <laughs> the Office Circle Jerk, I, I that's lo- right. I always love it when, uh, when you take something that I love Beloved. Yeah. and make it less funny. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard <laughs> um, to The Office Circle Jerk. <laughs> Segment of give that some thought. No, the Pam and Jim wedding episode where Kevin wears the, the he wears the Kleenex boxes on his feet yeah, because sure. he doesn't because the the management threw away his shoes because they smelled so bad. Yeah, yeah, sir, they've been done away with, incinerated at my orders. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but my dogs are howling. 
I got six numbers. One more number, and it would have been a whole number. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Wow. Okay, wow. So if you play that from YouTube, the first, the next thing up, see if you'll even recognize it. Yeah, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, uh, Parks and Recreation. Maybe. Whatever. It's a good show. You know, I never finished it. Really? Yeah, I watched. I watched where uh, she was. It's worth where it. Where Leslie was trying to be a councilwoman. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Con- so nope. you still have like another solid two seasons to go through. Uh, more, it's more than that, I thought. Maybe three. It's 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 really worth it. Uh, it's a good show. That's what I heard. Um, it's it ends it ends you know nice little tight package. Yeah. They know their <laughs> audience. <laughs> say nice little tight package again, but say it really slowly, man. Nice little tight package. Everything is sex. Um, no, no, no. It's they, they ended it very cheesily and uh, kind of. Uh, did they? How oh, good? A little ham fist, a little over the top. Yeah. Did Leslie still, in the end? Did can, they cut to Leslie and she was just a lumberjack? <laughs> no. Uh, there, see, that's full circle, Matt. That's yeah. that's that's riffing and raffing. That's giving and taking. That's improv, Matt. Yeah. That's what that is. That's funny. Uh, at, at the you vi- can't hear it right now, but everyone who's listening to this. Is uh, guffawing. Spoilers if you haven't watched the complete series of Parks and Recreation, but I'm about to spoil one thing for Addison right now. Uh oh. Um, at the one of the very last scenes of the last episode is. Well, is this a lumberjack? Is uh at Ron Swanson's funeral. Oh what? Leslie. Oh you dick. Leslie and Ben are uh, are there. Uh huh. And they have Secret Service behind them, and it's ambiguous uh, ambiguous as to which which one of them is president. Really. One of them is president. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the final scenes. Nice. Well, thanks for that, Matt. You jerk. No, I was gonna play these. So, but, but that's kind. Of, that's how it ends. Like it's real. Like everybody yeah. wrapping up, happy ending, awesome. Aww. You know that sort oh, it's, of thing. It's a good feeling. It's, TV doesn't end <sighs> like that anymore. Yeah, I guess. Breaking no, Bad right. ended like that. And <laughs> oh, yeah, no, sure, yeah. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. Yeah. Walter and Skyler holding hands, and he he just leans over and says, "I'm sorry about all the meth." And she's they're, they're on they're on like a yeah. they're on a yacht. Which is outside of an island that they own that uh-huh. he bought with the with the pallet of money, obviously, and then and then and she she just says uh, she looks over to a young Walter who can now walk perfectly mm-hmm. thanks to the operations that yeah. of course Walt uh, was able excuse to me, pay for. Flynn. Yeah, Flynn. That's right. And uh, stupid, and stupid Flynn. Stupid Flynn. That's right. And then uh, and then she just looks over at everything that they have, and there's like a diamond encrusted bed frame and stuff. Yeah. And she looks over and she says, "It's okay. I forgive you." Yeah, yeah. Season it's, and it was a happy ending. I Se- liked that. I really season, liked that. Season seven of Breaking that Bad. Was the cut uh, ending, by the way. <laughs> no, season seven of Breaking Bad is is a tribute uh, to the <laughs> efficacy of marriage counseling. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, for those people who didn't see the se- season seven, which if you if you've never seen it, I mean, right. I'm just saying that the what amp- was leaked. It was kind of a four chan thing. A little bit hard to yeah, find. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> no. So okay, I got off of work uh, tonight. Um, and, and as I typically do, you know, then I had, a, I, I go home and put on normal people clothes. This, so this is my favorite hour of the week and Sundays because it's the only time when I get to wear my, me clothes mm-hmm. because every other day I'm in work clothes. Um, anyways, I headed home and well, right when I got off of work, I messaged you on telegram, obviously mm-hmm. to, uh, to let you know, just that, you know, just kind of check in with you and, and here's how that went. Yeezy, Yeezy, what's good? It's your boy Max B. That was the first thing I said. Keeping sent. it wavy, keeping it real. This is the second. Keeping it real, loopy, yerd. You down to keep it loopy with your boy tonight? 
that's so I sent all of those. Yeah, and yeah. It, with over a course of like five minutes, just hoping you you would hit me back you know, as I was headed home from work, and then you you hit me back with this. <laughs> yeah, what's good, man? You know, I'm just sitting here, sitting here chilling, man. You know, doing my thing. You know, I toast up a little something, something. You know, smoke that up. You know. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, uh, yeah, you come over, man, chill at the crib, yo. Uh, you know, we got, we got flat checks here, you know, we got bitches, we got that, we, you know, we got that, the, the, the way your liquor. voice sounds. Uh, man, we're gonna do a, we'll do a big tonight, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, hot, you bull. <laughs> you sound, you sound like, you sound like, <laughs> you sound like you were trying to do a gangster voice, uh-huh. and then you were like, what could complete this? And in your mind, the best option was to put like two billiard balls in your mouth. Yes, like that's. Yes. <laughs> uh, just like, to... hold on, what does this need? It's got everything, but oh, right. And then you just put like like two tangerines in your mouth. <laughs> to be clear, that's not me. And that's... I'm not even making a sex joke there. I'm just saying you literally sounded like you had the size of a tangerine. Uh, that's not that's not me. That's a uh, that's my alter ego. Okay, Wide, wideness. Yeah, that's right. Wideness. That's true. Uh, wideness is a that <laughs> wideness. Wideness, as in yeah. wideness. width, as in width. Right. Um, he's a white rapper. He's a white <laughs> rapper. He just talks like that. Right. Um. Yo, man, you know what I'm saying? It's your boy widening. You know, doing it up real big. You know. We had a. Uh, I'm trying to think of where all those other messages that we sent because I had an alter ego. Oh, they're they're they're, they're months ago, yeah. but yeah, no, they were pretty funny. Uh. uh Let's uh, let's let's talk about something, Addison. Okay. I mean, I don't have anything to talk about. I was hoping that you did. I do. This is just yeah. Yeah. Those ramblings. Where's okay? Here's. <laughs> Yo, oh, you man. <laughs> if you ain't heard, that's my nigga Power Squid. He up front. <laughs> that was the alter ego. It was it was it was it was a a a, a what was it a black? I mean, he was a black an inner city black motivational speaker. Yeah. That I yeah. was doing. And his name is Power Squid. And that's 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 his uh, persona. And uh, I thought I had some of. Uh... Yo, this is Power Squid coming at you, the most powerful humanoid reptilian combo in the known universe. <laughs> Just out here doing my money grind. Shout out to my boy Wideness. Shout out to everybody been sending tweets, sending texts, sending Snapchats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Appreciate the love. We gonna ride the positivity. You hear me? Power Squid out. That was an example. I've got several more of these. Like we we went back and forth on this. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. It was funny because it was a, a group message with the, the three of us, you, me, and our, our mutual friend, and and he's just like he's like, what what is what's ha- no, he, what is was, happening right now? His response was, uh, "You you both are retarded, basically." <laughs> and he, to be fair, he might have a point, but uh, oh no, he's definitely he's definitely got a point. Yeah, no, I have a couple of things, Matt. Um, <sighs> See, oh, <laughs> did you hear about this? Okay, so I know you're going to talk about the election and stuff. So I'm just going to well, eventually we'll work it in there somehow. Oh, well, I'm just going to. I'll just give you the platform. Did okay. you, you hear about Ted Cruz's college roommate? Did you hear about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy hates him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but his 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 masturbation thing. You hear about this? Maybe this is from Mike.com. Did you not hear this? This this was. I I know that I know that that Ted Cruz has been like. Anti-masturbation. Well, that as he should be. Dildos. But, uh, d- d- no one needs. No one needs dildos. <laughs> you know. No. Okay. Here it is. So this is from Mike.com. But here's a kind of weird and upsetting fact for you. Back in 2007, Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz, working in t- Texas Solicitor General, da, 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 fought to uphold a law. Here you go. Here you go. 
fought to uphold a law that banned the sale of sex toys in Texas. Yeah. Mother Jones reported on Wednesday, and part of Cruz's team legal, team's legal argument was that there's no legal, quote, right to stimulate one's genitals. Yeah, you don't have any legal right to play with yourself. <laughs> you have no legal right... To uh to to do with your body what you want to do with it. Right. Like I'm not hey, I'm not trying to make a pro or con argument for masturbation at all here, okay? <laughs> it it should remain unsaid. I think where if you I listen to some of that. our old episodes, yeah, I think it'll be very clear. It's not I where mean Matt stands you know, on that. Uh mm. masturbation is all we do as a country. Are you kidding me? Emotional, yeah, societal, I, cultural, yeah, financial. Yeah. Yeah. The pornographic industry and especially the pornographic industry of the United States puts out, m- I mean, more media right. than any other outlet combined. Yeah, right. Including sports, including everything. Yeah, uh, they, they uh, we spend a lot of money on sex <laughs> in this country. We do. It's true. Um, but basically, he's saying, yeah, no one should, no one, ha- you don't have the right to stimulate your own genitals. Yeah, you don't have the right to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, Cruz wound up losing his motion to get a hearing in appeals court in Texas eventually dropped the case, meaning that the sale of dildos, vibrators, and other so-called, quote, obscene devices were no longer illegal in Texas. And thank God. God bless America. I don't want to live in a country where that's not legal. This is stupid. It, it is. But uh, not that was, that was that, I'll tell you what that, that was. That was some old, old 70, 80-year-old donor who, who Ted Cruz called up one time <laughs> and she or he was like now you know that you can buy sex toys on the internet right and it just gave gave ted cruz the spiel about how she thought adamandeve.com was so terrible right and was killing society and she just happened to they're have not it actually they're, they're fairly discreet yeah <laughs> I, I love their products uh, she just happened to have a sixty thousand or eighty thousand or promo code. Give that some thought for fifty percent off. Two hundred thousand dollar check, true. ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and so she's like, "I've been thinking about giving you this." Yeah, but this whole dildos being available thing. Yeah, been nagging at me. And he was like, "I will, I will sponsor legislation to ban the sale of st- sex toys." It's something. It's a fight that he knows. You're never gonna win. It's not <laughs> something that's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Texas, Texas has a very large economy, and they spend at least two percent of their GDP guaranteed on vibrators alone. Okay, <laughs> that's not counting lube, edibles, you know, uh, 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 you know, right? Plugs of various natures, <laughs> clamps, <laughs> leather crafts, right? Rope. Yeah. Swings, what, whatever might you know uh-huh. tickle so, folks' fancies. Yeah, um. condiments. <laughs> mm-hmm. um. uh, Four hundred nuggets. <laughs> the uh, the I, I remember a pinnacle of my bachelor party was after we ate dinner, and then we went we went somewhere. Oh, we ate dinner and then we went to a uh, cigar lounge, uh, uh-huh. like on Washington Avenue down in the city. And it, by the way, it was phenomenal. And it was exactly what you think. It was a bunch of dudes, a bunch of silver foxes, a bunch of Anderson Cooper looking types sitting around like drinking brandy and, and smoking cigars. Like it was really cool. Yeah. Like I mean, here we are, a bunch of twenty somethings, and we're like, what what are we doing here? But it's like, okay, it's kind of yeah, this is neat. And then uh, and we smoked a couple cigars there. And had a few drinks there as well as with dinner, as you know. And then we headed. We were headed to our hotel, which is that giant Renaissance hotel uh, at 170 by the airport. Mm-hmm. 
and where my brother got a huge suite for us. Uh, God bless him. And so it was someone's idea, or I don't know whose idea it was, or what have you, or maybe maybe it was all the the conservative in us saying, "Oh, this is close as we're going to get to like boobies at this thing." And we went into <laughs> we went into the hustler store, like five guys, the hustler of Hollywood store there. Which, to my knowledge, now to my knowledge, that is the largest shop of it of that nature in the area like right correct me if i'm wrong but i mean i i'm not sure right it but it's huge yeah anyway so we're walking through examining the various uh items for sale and we run across uh a, a, a blow up like a sex doll mm-hmm. um and it's large marge and it it says like on the front she's large and in charge and it was like a huge blow up doll thing like that you could blow it's just a giant fat lady that you could blow up yeah mhm okay yeah. Anyways, I don't. I don't know. That, that was just, you know, my anecdote with sex toys. But uh, I mean, I, I, we we own a couple. There's a, there's a few around the Todd household. You know, really? For various things. Um, actually, my wife is going to kill me when she hears this. Well, then don't say it. Well, I mean, it's, it's... it has nothing to do. Like once you hear it, uh-huh. you're going to realize why it's perfectly okay to say, even though she's going to hate it. Okay. 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 And I'll and I'll say that too for our listeners. So we have we have a. a a small uh, item that uh, we use when we're doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, not going to get into a whole lot of detail, but uh, so that's around the bedroom. You know, it's 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 our place where we do our thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our two year old. God, don't know. This is no. I know exactly where this is going. No, I know. I know how our two year old. I know son. how this story ends, but. Go ahead. Our two-year-old son, who... Oh, Jesus, please, no. <laughs> oh, Lucas, what'd you do? No, it's not. It's just... Okay. The just innocence of youth. Roll, roll with me here. He's never going to wash that taste out of his mouth. It's, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, God. Oh. No. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Back down to earth. Just come on, yeah. It's not the it's not the worst thing imaginable. Okay, no. Okay, my yeah. my, my mind instantly went there. But exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, it wasn't that or an orifice of his. Okay, I'll just that's okay. Anyways, no, he he finds uh, the item in question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one morning after an evening of uh, frivolity, activity, yeah. for, uh, an evening of frivolity is a good way to put it. That's the title of this episode, by the way. I'm decided right now. Okay. <laughs> GTSD episode 103, <laughs> an evening of frivolity. <laughs> <laughs> Which could aptly be titled all of our episodes. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he finds uh, this item, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll let the the uh, listener's mind wander where it will, and yours as well. But he found the switch with which to activate, mm. and uh, let's just say he was rather amused by uh, its activation. What was he like giggling at it? <laughs> he had quite a time with it. He it was it, he he it was very funny to him because it it's it's you know I'm again I'm trying to stay rather appropriate here but he he it tickles Matt is what I'm trying to say for, oh no for a two year old yeah sure you know where it might be pleasurable for someone of another age and gender but he 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 found it 
yeah, he had yeah. A, he had himself a nice little time. Yeah. And she insisted like the whole time, you know, I think we were like getting ready and stuff and she's like, "Will you take that from him?" Like, "Come on." And I'm like, "He's having a he's this is the best time he's had this week. Like he's having an absolute blast." And she's like, "Please take it from." And I'm like, "No, he's he, he couldn't be more happier. He couldn't be more tickled, if you will." And he Sorry, Matt. There, there's there. That's my run-in with with with, with sex toys there at the, the old Todd household. Wow, <laughs> uh, folks. I don't know what to you say said after you that. A short uh, episode. I mean, we <laughs> after that last one. Uh, that was one of the better stories I've heard in a long time. Uh, well, there you go, Matt. Uh, that's for yeah. me to you. That's a freebie, Matt. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad he's 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 old enough that he's gone out of that. Put everything in their mouth first. Yeah, exactly. as a first response. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, it, it's kind of weird. But my son has never had that. Really? Yeah, he weirdly because you know how kids. And now maybe it's coming. I don't know. Maybe no. Maybe, it's usually it's usually like around a year old. They, right, I mean, up he, to like a year and a half when they start. I mean, he kind of would, that. but he he very early on really kind of knows like, oh, this is food. Now, if something sort of has the consistency of like, if it can be mistaken for food, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know, sure. like he'll be like, oh, let's this is probably food. Um, but he never really like he wasn't putting, you know, like he he he's never grabbed a handful of dirt and put it in his mouth. Matter yeah. of fact, when he could first walk. Or stand but not walk. We'd put him down on his feet outside, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to get down and crawl, even though he wanted to get somewhere because he didn't want to get his hands on the dirt. Yeah, like he it like freaked him out. Hmm. Like, and he never put anything in his mouth. He's, he's surprisingly weird like that. Similar story from this past uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, my uh, my nephew's one one year uh, anniversary. Oh, well, we first birthday, I first, guess. First birthday. birthday. Okay. okay, right. So you know they did this little cake. Right, it's about the size of this mic stand. Right. Okay. Yeah, a little little birthday cake. Little right? little miniature birthday cake, yeah. and uh, they said. And there was a sex toy like in it, or what do you? No, no, it was just. Well, a you cake. said a similar it's just story. Just a cake. Well, oh, a similar story about kids putting things in their mouths. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's no sex toy. Set the cake in, and set the cake on in front of him. Right. Right. And he goes to reach for it. Uh-huh. Gets a little bit of icing on his fingers. Yeah. And he's like, eh. Yeah, I'm not. And immediately he doesn't put it in his mouth or anything. Doesn't try to eat it or anything. He's just he starts and he starts crying. Yeah, he's, much he's like now after this about thirty happens. seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't like the things on his hands apparently. Yeah, um, and then my sister was like, "Yeah, well, this is also the third time we've done this in the past three days." So, <laughs> so maybe he's over. Yeah, yeah he, the first birthday cake, not you know. Yeah, not what the first doing. cake that you've seen him eat. Yeah, right. Um, it's what happens when you have such a large family. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, so back to the original story. Ted Cruz's old college roommate tweeted. And said, Ted Cruz thinks people don't have a right to, quote, stimulate their genitals. I was his college roommate. Mm-hmm. This would be a new belief of his. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently he was a huge fan of, like, running around the dorm naked. Oh. Um, Man, I think I might have found my president. Hold on. Because uh, that, that sounds like... From, uh, a lot of the, from a lot of the stories that I've heard, like, like Addison type stuff. at parties and stuff. Right. Uh, from this guy and from other people who knew him in college. Mm-hmm. Apparently at parties, he, one of his, his things to do after he'd had uh, enough alcohol mm-hmm. was to grab his junk, like, by the stem, <laughs> so that just... So, you know, but, well, by the root, so that just the stem <sighs> is hanging out. And then uh, run around naked, right? Uh, chasing girls with his junk out. Oh, well. To be fair, we've all thought about doing it. Yeah, but I mean, there's a fine line between being that guy and then doing it. Like, uh, I mean, you know how many how many Ted. Cruz, it's really surprising. You know how many times his... Ted Cruz probably almost got punched at a college party if he was doing that stuff. 
<laughs> Probably like every time he went to a college party. Yeah, or or how many times he actually got punched yeah, at a yeah. college party. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not what I wanted to see. And then you know, just you know, five mistresses, no big deal. Right. You know? I was gonna say it doesn't seem like that guy you at said all. That we could come to you if we had any questions. Sure. Where's the clitoris? On a website, it said at the crest of the labia. What does that mean? What does the female vagina look like? Technically, I am in human resources. <laughs> That's where the clip ends. <sighs> sort of an extension of the office circle bit, but uh, anyhow. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Cruz, not a nice guy. Not Low a nice guy. guy. Yeah. Nobody likes Ted Cruz. All right, I'm gonna tell you why nobody likes Ted Cruz. Okay, uh, he's not. He's he, he's he's a, he's a dirty guy. He's a yeah. filthy guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he doesn't. He does. He doesn't. He he he. he nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes him. He has the weirdest looks on his face too. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted, it, it's it's interesting with all the stuff that's coming down with the Republican Party right now. Um, so we just had a Trump win in New York, fairly big win, but n- a win that didn't surprise anybody. Um, Kasich did better than Cruz in New York, uh, but you have, uh, I think Nebraska, South Dakota, Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, coming up. Um, as well as Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, a couple other eastern seaboard stuff, which Trump stands to do pretty well on the eastern seaboard. So, really, I mean, you're looking at Cruz take, taking South Dakota and, and Nebraska, uh, probably probably does pretty well, does okay in Mexico, in New Mexico, but I honestly think that this, the whole Trump on immigration will be as just a just as big a deal in in New Mexico as it was in Arizona, and Trump did pretty well in Arizona. Um, actually, I'm not remembering. I can't remember 100 percent whether or not he won that state, um, but I know he did well. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe New Mexico's a toss up, but so you're I, still I don't Trump in the general man. I don't see. Well, I don't see. I'm Trump, asking the people's questions here. I, I don't see Trump losing California, and right. I don't see him on a Republican side. On the Republican side, and I don't see him losing with with the youth and the the outside left of center, um, both on 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 both sides of the party, or both on both parties in in places like Washington and Oregon. You don't think Sanders will clean house there? See, I've, I no no, I, no, no I'm talking I, about the Republican side. I'm not talking about. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm saying that, that that the Republican vote in in Washington and Oregon is on the libertarian leftist part of the Republican Party. Um, and you think the more moderate Trump? Republicans, and so I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, over I, Cruz, they will. No, they, they definitely. That, I mean, that's their, that's their choice, right? You know, maybe if you had a Carly Fiorino who was still in there, ha <laughs> uh, ha, funny, because <laughs> um, she has a vagina. Uh, if you have Carly Fiorino in there instead, uh-huh. I think she does much much better uh, in Washington and Oregon than Trump could. But you don't. You have you have Cruz, 
So Trump's going to win that Washington. Apparently now nobody likes like this dude. No, no one like no one likes him. Uh, so you're going like to have this whole mistress thing. Like this stuff is so shady, man. Yeah, no, he's he's a scuzzbag. So you're going to have Trump winning Seattle and Washington, and and California. Yeah, coin flip in New Mexico. Uh, he loses South Dakota and he loses Nebraska. But who cares? Because there are only like 60 delegates among them. Mm-hmm. And you think they're going to go hardcore for careers? He loses Pennsylvania because of the unbound delegates that are going into convention from Pennsylvania. But he wins the rest of the eastern seaboard. Uh, I don't think I don't see how he goes into the convention with less than 1150. Period. Or maybe 1100 delegates. So honestly, he's just... He's just... After, on, on the, after the first round of, of voting at convention, he is a Kasich cabinet appointment away from 1200 1237 well yeah um you know uh or 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 maybe he i don't know would you think Donald Trump should give Kasich like 5 million dollars to stay in the race cuz the guy's running out of money so <laughs> to stay in the race to stay in the race and give his his delegates cuz you stay in the race that just ups your 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 value like your at the convention at convention yeah, and makes you more powerful to step out from behind the curtain and say, "Trump's my boy." Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> is he running out of money? Is that the thing? I, 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 he has. I mean, his 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 states are already over. Yeah. The people who have been giving to him aren't are you know the people who are in Nebraska and South Dakota, but those people are probably Cruz people, you know, right. just as much as they are Kasich people. So I don't see where he has any of the. The donorship left. I don't think he has yeah. people giving to his campaign still. But even people Bernie that are Sanders on that side does. of things are not gonna like. At a certain point, you got to realize where's where's the bang for your buck. Yeah, like if your guy is out, but somebody who is pretty much your guy, you know, and you're mm-hmm. a donor of some sort. Yeah, like come on, are you really like you're not gonna throw your money away? You know, that's that's just common sense. Yeah, you know. So, with, anyways, with Rubio, it was kind of the same same thing. Did you realize I heard a guy say, and I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know the exact stats on this, but did you know that to be the one percent in this country, in the United States of America, to be the one to be considered one percent, you have to make over four hundred thousand dollars. That's it. A year. That's it. Yeah. Everybody thinks everybody thinks it's like millionaires and billionaires, but it's like over four hundred thousand dollars. Well, I mean, if you make four hundred thousand dollars a year, you're a millionaire. We have to do that for a couple of years, Matt. Well, sure. <laughs> Are you? Not necessarily. But you didn't you don't make four hundred thousand dollars a year now without making two hundred thousand dollars a year five years ago. You know what I mean? It depends. So if you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year, you've probably been in, in I mean, you've probably been in uh, in just, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get know. what you're saying. I heard that the other day and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So now I'm striving to be the one percent. That's that's my goal in life. Yeah. Just just trying to hit that magic four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as like like if if somebody offers to hire me like if like you know they followed my work, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and my expertise, and they're like, yeah, uh, we'll hire you at uh, three hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year to do insert dream job here. I'd be like, nope, it's not enough. <laughs> I refuse to do it. Uh, I need that four hundred. Four hundred three fifty. Um, listen, what uh, the point is? Speaking gonna- of that, we need to take tripod to the next level, Matt. Okay. Instagram is the next thing. Snapchat is the next uh, thing. Twitter is dead, Matt. What are we going to do? We need to take it to the next level. We need to be funny. We need to be creative. We need to be hilarious. We need to take this message to the world. Let's go to the convention this year. Both conventions. And interview people on the floor. Interview delegates. 
Well, we probably couldn't get on the floor. Oh God! Like we would have you to get your practicalities. We would, well, we would well, let's interview people outside, like protesters. Okay, we could do that, but we'd get pre- the first time I've sworn press passes. Thirty-one minutes in, I'm trying to swear less. I really am. Oh yeah, because it's it's becoming more and more of a thing for me that I'm like, eh, my kid's gonna start like really repeating this stuff. Yeah, long. Yeah, like he um. He now repeats or tries to like the words actually. Like he tries to make the the sounds of like Kanye West and stuff. So I'm I'm be, like when I play Kanye West for him because he loves Kanye West. I'm really trying to play like only like you know ultralight beams and like like welcome to heartbreak like stuff that doesn't have any like you know you know I'm gonna that bitch till she sleeps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to avoid that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a track with uh, with Kirk Franklin praying in it. Like I can I can kind of get away with. Hey, I'm a good father here. You say praying. Okay. Praying. I thought I thought he was he was summoning. The, I know. The, okay. the spirit yeah, I know. of the. Yeah, Beelzebub. Yeah. We on a ultralight beam. <laughs> That's true. Uh, catchy uh, song though. Catchy song. It is catchy. What's going on in the world of conspiracy? Matt, you read anything interesting? What's what's the sort of t- what's on Matt's radar these days? Are you reading anything? Like, what do you think? Uh, other than just the same old stuff, like, do you think you got anything on on the? Uh, I I can tell you got something, and I can tell I don't think you want to maybe get into it, but I'd like to drag it out of you if I can. Like, what's we we haven't sort of had this on the show in a while. We've been professional and not entertained your your laughable lunacy in a while. So I feel like I feel like now it's <laughs> no conspiracy time with Matt. Oh come on, don't do that to us. The one I'm thinking. Give the people what the, they want. Matt. The one I'm thinking of us uh, no. Is a, is a definite no. I'm not. Uh, is it too personal or what? No, is... I'm not. I'll, I'll I'll tell you, but I'm not divulging it on the show. Really? Just yeah, just because because of the nature of the nature of of it. Anyway, but oh come on, no, I'm You're not. You're not going to do I'm that. Not, I'm not. It's a it's it's a book I I recently purchased. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you buy books at these? Uh, <laughs> like that's the conspiracy. Holy shit! What did you? I'll tell you. Did you go to the printing press? I'll tell you off program. Anyway, uh, but you know, cons- you won't even tell me conspiracy, where you bought it. conspiracy. Uh, well, if I tell you where I bought it, that immediately gives it away about what sort of book it is. So, what? Yeah, I'm making it sound more mysterious than it actually is. Are but, you but, okay? Because I'm yeah. thinking like, well, does Glad Rags sell books now or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no. For those that don't know, it's a local. It's a local paraphernalia shop. Head shop. Yeah. It's it's a, the worst little head shop in the world. Like no, yeah. It's I don't know. Speaking of local like news, bad, so they bad. Had, they had the Fifth Street exit like blocked off all like for two weeks now. Uh-huh. Okay, N- not blocked off, but like widely inconvenienced to where these cones like before you got even on the bridge over to the, into St. Charles, they had it like that that lane on the right hand side cut off, and then it was like exit still open, and then you could like snake in through the cones and mm-hmm. get off. And I'd go through there, you know, every night, obviously, on my home from work. And <laughs> so the last, so tonight I'm driving home, you know, it's it's a Tuesday, and I realize I'm like, huh, the cones aren't there. They're not blocking off this lane. I'm like, well, I wonder what they did the whole time that they had what is basically a half a mile of the lane, like cut off. Like, oh, what, what were the improvements? Nothing, not a damn thing. Like they had blocked it off for two weeks. Nope, the lane is exactly where it sits. There's nothing different. There were never any trucks there at, at any point that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I I think local municipalities screw with traffic patterns for a myriad of reasons. 
yeah. that have very little to do with local, like with the actual improvement of yeah. infrastructure. Yeah. That's, there's my, there's my local conspiracy for you folks. Now, now let's think about that for a minute. <laughs> let's do that. Let's say you want mm-hmm. to piss off a certain area, mm-hmm. like everybody in the area. A traffic pattern. Right. What would be the most convenient way to do that? Yeah, disrupt, screw, screw with an exit. Or disrupt or an people going from point A to point B. Yeah, that they do every day. Because maybe everybody several does times it. a day. Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, Except for the homeless, because they don't have cars. Well, yeah, but, but still, screw them. Uh, everybody use everybody. Everybody has to do traffic. Mm-hmm. It's yep. And now, now Jason gets really frustrated in traffic. Mm-hmm. Matt's roommate. He hates it. Yeah. He's a terrible driver. Like, I, well, like he's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Like the but, but but is it the type of terrible where you're like, I'm gonna die? No, it's just okay. the type of terrible where it's like, okay, that's you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like 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 using your blinker, using a blinker. Okay, yeah. What's the purpose of a blinker? To let the traffic in the next lane and behind you know that you're getting over. To 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 let to the alert. drivers, other drivers around you. Give them a heads up about what you are about to do. Right. Okay. Right. It's not something you technically have to do so that you don't get in trouble from a cop. No, not necessarily. It's something you you're supposed to do to make sure no one else hits you for safety's sake. Okay. Yours and theirs. It's a courtesy thing to other drivers. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to change lanes, you don't start to change lane and hit your blinker at the same time. (laughs) You hit your blinker about five seconds before you want to go over, and then you slide in, and you you slide in. Yeah. Never occurs. And then he is call- he one of those? He's one of those that pisses me off. Then where he slides and yeah. then blinker, and I'm like, "Thanks, a hole." No. I would have been in the ditch by then. Blinker simultaneously at the same time that you're about to make your move. Yeah, I don't like that either. No. Yeah. So, but a lot of people do that. Like they're they're fully their wheels are completely in the lane, and the blinker goes on for two blinks. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a click click off, and I'm like, "You're in the lane. You're already over." Yeah. I see that all the time. How's that even possible? Because because it's not about doing the right thing. It's about doing the least like, amount of work oh, to yeah. not get in trouble. No, you're right. It's not about doing a thing properly or correctly or right. Mm-hmm. It's about doing the least amount of work to not be in trouble. <laughs> to avoid a penalty. That's all. I there's a name for that or a term. Oh, yeah. It's called how society runs. Anyway, traffic is one thing that we've all agreed on. It is not a very good system. It's awful. Yeah. It frustrates everybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it it's, is kept, what, it's kept a thing called morning radio alive for years now. Exactly. <laughs> it's what we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is the way to necessary evil. And we all have to deal with it. And it's it's even. Yeah. Okay. It's like saying everybody his who is born is given a brain. Yeah. Well now technically that's true. Whether or not you choose to use that brain, that's your decision. <laughs> and what you fill that brain with, your decision again. Right. But everybody who is born is, is a person. Has a brain. So mine is just Android. So it's a level. It's a level playing field. Okay. (laughs) Right. Traffic is a level playing field. It's the same for everybody. Yeah. Some people have it a little bit better. Some people don't. You know, depending on where they live. Whether you're driving a Lamborghini or a tractor, it's all the same. Sure. But so so why get frustrated about it? Why why get so angry in traffic? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I only get angry when people do specific things. No, I understand that, but 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 let me let me clarify on your conspiracy point. Okay. About how the government dicking with the traffic 
just just to annoy people. And that's the headline, by the way. Government dicking with traffic just to annoy. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you hear, heard it here first on Conspiracy Hour with Matt. I think it's probably true, man. Like, I, how, yeah. like how, how do you get a group, big group of people sitting around being pissed off at each other <laughs> and to generally What's the purpose of life? Like, you know, how do you, how, the, the, the easiest, most best way to frustrate people? Most best, right. The easiest, best way to frustrate people <laughs> yeah. is to cause them headaches of traffic all the time. Yeah. Now, what's the purpose? I don't know. To agitate the populace? <laughs> to make us angry? To sell anxiety meds? Right. M- maybe that. <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe a pissed off prop, uh, populace is a lot more profitable, you know? Oh yeah, because then you swing in a quick trip and have to get your caffeine or your cigarettes, or you're like to bring you back you, down. You screw this! I'm going to buy a pack of smokes and a six pack, you yeah. know, which is basically what you just said, right? Yeah. No, you said caffeine. And caffeine, yeah. Caffeine, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> your poisons and my poisons. Exactly. <laughs> right. By, by the way, I had. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I gotta. Sh- I, I gotta. I gotta buy something. I gotta. I gotta fill my body with with stimulants. That are, right. Stimulants, so that so that I can get over the stress of this traffic. <laughs> I uh, speaking of uh, stimulants, I had Tim Hortons for the first time, Matt. Really? Yeah, there's a couple in the city here now, and wasn't it like a uh, Canadian thing for the longest time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a big, they're a big Canadian like uh, half fast food, half half coffee shop. They're like yeah, a they're Duncan. a lot like Duncan. Yeah. yeah, but the coffee was good. I thought it was better than Duncan. Yeah, I had, I had a latte with an extra shot. Obviously. Yeah, sure. Obviously, the last time I ordered a latte and didn't, or any espresso drink and didn't get an extra shot of espresso. That's a foolish man's game. Yeah. Like, why do that if it's any time in the morning? Yeah. Like, if it's if it's before one p.m. and you're ordering mm-hmm. coffee without an extra shot, you're yeah. a fool. You're a fool. Why not? Why not get another two extra shots in there? Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck, fuck solid shits. I'll have seven shots of espresso. <laughs> I'll just shit bricks all day. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I'll drop I'll drop those clunkers right in. Yeah. Like like. <laughs> I'm trying to get diaper. <laughs> Trying to get diaper rash here, bitch. <laughs> no, I've been drinking, uh, and and my wife said she tweeted at me the other day, you know, because we're married and shit. We <laughs> she tweeted at me the it's other so day. So flippant, con- condescending to like one of the most, Im- the most important relationship in your life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna hate me. She's gonna listen to this episode and be like. I guarantee you, the day that she listens to it, I'll come home from work and she'll be like, I listened to your podcast today. That's exactly how she'll say it, too. <laughs> Anyways. Well, you should stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just annoys you. I, 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 clearly, it's a problem for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, no. And yeah, she tweeted me the other day and she's like, you should get money for all the advertising you're doing for me. And I'm like, yeah, I should. But anyways, and and shout out to them, by the way. Please, if, if you hear this, start paying me. But uh, Death Wish Coffee, but drinking the world's most caffeinated coffee as yeah. it's advertised, you know, and it's a gimmick. It's just sure. skull and crossbones logo. It's a little bit priced. Like I'm, I'm under no, you know, the wool isn't pulled over my eyes quite that well. Like I'm like, eh, okay, this is like you, you, you're doing this. You're selling a brand. You're selling a an experience. An you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're selling the, yeah. It's not the coffee. It's the image. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said. Yeah. It's very caffeinated stuff. Yeah. It's very bold. And it's actually quite tasty. Anyhow. So I've been pushing it through the air. Death wish coffee. (laughs) Your kidneys are going to need knee pads. (laughs) Anyways, I've been brewing this stuff in the morning, so I'll push it through the AeroPress, which essentially is 
a lot of people kind of equate it to like a uh, almost an espresso maker, but it makes a single cup. Okay, mm-hmm. it was invented by a dude a couple years ago who's basically like uh, single cup coffee thing that's like way better than a Keurig or like other stuff. And he, he invented the Cerebrus. It's a $25 thing on Amazon. It's effing amazing, Matt. It's the best thing that's ever happened to my coffee. Anyway, so I'll push I'll push them through there and uh, in the morning. And I've been adding MCT oil to it to try and... Try and slim up on the old uh, the old Chub Scout image that I got going on here. MCT oil. Uh, I mean, it's George Nori. I a tagline there, though. But George Nori. No, oh. I, just, I was trying to say like George Nori, but I failed. Oh, yeah. He sells that he on his show. Does he? Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, there's a lot of places that sell it. But, but anyways. Snake oil. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it controls the appetite. It gives you long-lasting energy all day long. Available here. No. <laughs> And Walgreens and other fine retailers. Yeah. No, I like it. It's it's good stuff. I bought a giant bottle off of Amazon, and I just put a tablespoon in the coffee in the morning. Just mm-hmm. um, And then I've been making a second one to put in a thermos to take to work. Mm-hmm. And, boy, I got to say, man, two, two, two rounds of the Death Wish coffee for the day, and I'm set, dude. Yeah. And the reason I started doing this, and th- this is this makes economic sense, which I know you'll be you, – this this will tickle your pickle, man. Mm. The, uh, because I was, I'm buying, I was buying a lot of monsters, e- even – and then I made the more economic sense to like, oh, I'm going to buy a 10-pack on like a Sunday, and that'll last me the week for two a day. Yeah. Basically. On Wednesday, you're out, but still. <laughs> no, but th- that was the mindset. And that did better, and I'm like, okay, well, that's saving money, because I was spending, like, you basically spend, to do the 10-pack thing, even as opposed to like, you know, the mobile on the run or whatever, mm-hmm. that's about half of that. Like, you're buying the exact same can, the exact same size, like, it's still about half to buy the 10-pack at Walmart. Yeah. And then I was like... Hold on, like twenty dollar bag of coffee that can last three weeks of two times a day. That's still like even price per day goes down to like a buck yeah. at that point or whatever it is, you know. So, yeah. yeah, economic sense, Matt. Trying to turn my life around, spend less money. I'm trying to buy low and sell high. I'm gonna mm. be very bullish in this quarter, mm. you know, stuff like that. Stuff that smart people say about their money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The outlook forecast on your portfolio is very four hundred one k. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it's true. It's well, true. the trajectory you is estimated. Tremendous. The trajectory is estimated to give good headway this. Uh, yeah. This quarter. Well, you have tremendous diversity in your leading folder, <laughs> um, you know, and if, of course, add that with a synergy that you've already decopulated, or with uh, the the relationships you've made in your syner- in, your, in your in your paradigm. Right. You you've you've really you've really uh, pushed the envelope. Yeah. Of what can be done with, with team personal building. investing. And 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 with 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 smart choices in 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 the devaluation of uh, of 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 my life, your your money. Um, yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm doing. In a sentence or two, that's exactly what I'm Comedy trying to do. Comedy is hard, you guys. <laughs> it's hard. It's not easy. Uh, yeah. What did you say easy. it was again? A comedy is hard. Everything is sex. No, see, it's not that hard because you say something, I push a button. It's that simple. And then there's like tons of laughs. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. Whoa. Roasted. <laughs> no, I got a couple of good things. Let's okay. Let's, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so from our Lord and Savior, Matt, founder of the... Jesus. Fa- <laughs> no. No. I wish. Oh. Um, K. West has not risen to his uh, his ultimate state here as a <laughs> metaphysical being. <laughs> you haven't seen his final form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, from our Lord and Savior and the founder of the modern-day libertarian movement. Of course, speaking about Dr. Ron Paul. Hmm. Um, the Ron Paul oh. Liberty Report. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, do you know what I'm about to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was reading a little bit about what he came out with the past couple of days. I've been talking. Anyway, no, go ahead. Are you being go serious? Ahead. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, what, 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 what are you referring to? Because I don't think it's this. this okay, well, then never before. mind. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, did you hear about this Saudi Arabia threatens the United States? We'll yeah, dump yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah. Treasury holdings if Congress passes 9-11 bill? Yeah, something like... Uh, like well, Six hundred million. Yeah, it's, Saudi Arabia's told the Obama administration, members of Congress, that it will sell off hundreds of billions of dollars worth of American assets held by the kingdom if Congress passes a bill that will allow the Saudi government—and this is interesting—but to be held responsible in American courts for any role in the September 11, 2001 ta- attacks, reports the New York Times. According to the New York Times, Adil Al Jubir, the Saudi foreign minister, delivered the kingdom's message personally last month during a trip to Washington telling lawmakers that Saudi Arabia would be forced to sell up to $750 billion, with a B. Oh, more than I thought, okay. <laughs> billion in treasury securities and other assets in the United States before they could be in danger of being frozen by American courts. And it goes on into some details there. Um, the administration, which argues that the legislation would put Americans at legal risk overseas, has been lobbying so intently against the bill <laughs> that some lawmakers and families of September 11th victims are infuriated. In their view, the Obama administration has consistently sided with the kingdom and has thwarted their efforts to learn what they believe to be the truth about the role some Saudi officials played in the terrorist plot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your take on this, Matt? You want to break it down? What's what's the low and the high? What's the, what's the sense of it? For me and for our listeners. Well, <laughs> um, if Saudi Arabia didn't have anything to do with 9-11, then they, they wouldn't, wouldn't give be- a shit. Yeah, and they wouldn't be saying, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, they wouldn't have a response. The fact that they have a response tells you absolutely something is up. Mm -hmm. 17 of the 19 hijackers, Saudis, Mm -hmm. like Saudi assets right, for a long time. Which is why afterwards we invaded Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, No, no. Well, we had the war in Saudi Arabia. No, we went close. We went close. We went to Afghanistan. Uh, Afghanistan. Oh. Yeah, a place had nothing to do with. Like, with... did we miss or no? No, no. Like, no, were we no. aiming for Saudi and then just like it was like a miss? It was like a no, misfire no, no, thing. No, no, because we, we knew because we were trying to hit Saudi because well, all the hijackers we knew, we that, knew were Saudis. We right? knew that Saudi Arabia had almost everything to do with nine eleven. Right. Uh, but but we went to Afghanistan instead. Oh, it was intentional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. We didn't want to attack Saudi Arabia at well, all, well, even though we knew that like all of the attackers were Saudis. Yeah. Okay. Well, imagine imagine that somebody that um, didn't make any sense. Imagine yeah, break this down for me. Imagine that somebody mm-hmm. kills your parents. Okay. And then you blame it on the and you you saw it happen. Right. I see the individuals in question. And so you then the guy who was your bully in high school, uh-huh. who you hadn't seen for like you know ten fifteen years. Yeah. You blame it on him. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But imagine the guy who killed your parents Uh has like a billion dollars and they want to give it to you. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Now Now you're talking. Also imagine that that, those people, that person who killed your parents has a a certain, certain, um, uh, certain commodity. Uh Let's call it, um, Petroleum. Okay. And they control a f- ton of it. Okay. Um, 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 and your dollar. Yeah. The money you have. Yeah. Is tied to 
the wealth and the value of that petroleum that they have mm-hmm. and that they control all, all, mm-hmm. all so so much of it. Now, do I need this petroleum or is it just petroleum for petroleum's sake? Well, you, you need it. Uh-huh. You, you desperately need it because without it, the, your economy falls apart. Oh, and, yeah. okay, okay. Basically, here's the thing. So basically, go punch the bully in the face is what you're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My high school bully. Yeah. yeah. No, here's here's what happened. Here's Makes what, perfect sense. Got yeah. it. Thank you, man. The, Breaking the, it down here for us and give that some thought. The, the, the currency of the world isn't backed by gold. It's about backed by oil, uh-huh. the petrodollar. Saudi Arabia controls a vast amount of mm-hmm. that wealth. A majority, if you will. Yeah. And they are able to wield tremendous influence over the fact that mm-hmm. they have so much um, God dang a, American, a, a, a American currency. Yeah. You know? Um, and our currency is propped up by the oil. You look at what's what happened in in, in Canada with their cons- currency crisis right now. Mm-hmm. You know, their dollar is dropping or dropped rapidly. It only went back up to like seventy two percent of what the American dollar is. But that's all stuff that's tied uh, uh, up in Turkey and Syria and all this other stuff for them. So yeah, you know, if if you do go to war with Saudi Arabia, guess what? The dollar fucking crashes. Is what happens? So you can't go to war with Saudi Arabia. It's not going to happen. We're never going to have justice for for nine eleven. And the the fact of the matter is that Saudi Arabia was used, or that Saudi Arabia did nine eleven, financed it with the state of Israel, in order to make America go to war with Israel's enemies, Iran and Afghanistan and Iraq, so that they could and. Now we have this, all this stuff in Syria. It's all about the formation of the greater state of Israel. Mm-hmm. It's all about having a state of Israel that 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 stretches from the Mediterranean to uh, to uh, I guess what the Tigris and Euphrates all the way into all the way through Iran, right? Right. <clears throat> and that spreads from Turkey all the way down into Egypt. I mean, that's what that's what they believe that is their ancestral right and they're not going to stop until it's they have Holy it Land. yeah so mine just happens to be in mountain view california but it's google's headquarters yeah <laughs> anyways um so that's what that means okay interesting and ron paul's sort of saying hey this is happening yeah yeah uh yeah uh, this that was kind of what i was referring, referring to same the same thing. Ron Paul is, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's right. <laughs> of all the words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these. Paul was right again. All right. Uh, one last story. Uh, you familiar with Darren Patrick at all? Maybe. Chaplain of the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm, okay, no. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like boing baseball. By the way, my year, my annual baseball rant was scheduled for this episode, and since we're winding to a close, I'm willing to put it off. But it's coming, Matt. Okay, and I'm so GD pissed about it mm. already. Wow, like I j- I can't even get started. Mm. I just I need to. We'll save it for another episode. Okay. Darren Patrick. The Cardinals chaplain. Cardinals chaplain. Because we need one of those. Um, in Acts 29, um, 
church plant here in St. Louis, the journey. Um, big, big, big church, several campuses. I think there's one in the Central West End. There's one downtown. There's one. He's a big name. Uh, he participated in James McDonald's of, of Harvest Bible Fellowships. Um, Elephant Room, where they had, uh, I don't know if Rob Bell was there, but uh, Mark Driscoll, James McDonald, um, a couple of older dudes from Christian Radio and stuff, and Darren Patrick, I think, was there. I did the Elephant Room series of DVDs where they talked about things that nobody wants to talk about in Christianity, et cetera, et cetera. So big dude, right? And I think Acts 29 is the church planning network that planted uh, Mars Hill, too, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, Darren Patrick, vice president of the Acts 29 church planning network and founding pastor of The Journey um, Mega Church in St. Louis has been fired for violating his duties as pastor. Yeah. Now... And and the details around this are not even that relevant. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think it's even that interesting. Like basically, the journey cited a, a range of ongoing sinful behaviors over the past few years, including manipulation, domineering, lack of biblical community, and a quote history of building his identity through ministry and media platforms. Okay. No, it's a power grab. It's totally. And I read this article that you sent. Right. Sent me. But uh, a couple days ago. He, he, here's my thing, and the broader conversation that I was hoping that this would lead into, that we could have. It's 2016, right? Like it is. It is the current year. Yes. Yes. Year of our Lord. Um. Everybody consumes media in terms of Twitter, in terms of Facebook, in terms like there's no it's not the 50s anymore. You don't watch yeah. television, you don't you basically I'm saying all that to say your pastor isn't known like he was in the 50s as the dude on Sunday and the dude who would come to visit you when you were getting a lobotomy. Right? In okay. the hospital. Sure. Like he's 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 maybe he's on Twitter, maybe he's on Instagram, maybe he's has a Snapchat. Like Basically, what I'm getting at is I don't understand when a pastor is necessarily fired for being like domineering or non-pastoral. Like, what what does that even mean? That just sounds like double speak for, yeah, we didn't really like the dude. And I'm not defending him. I I don't I don't know Darren Patrick. I've never listened to any of his messages. I don't have a I don't have a, a you know a candle in this fight at all. Yeah. But I'm just curious like like what does that even mean? Look at because the same thing happened re, to Did you read the Mark entire Driscoll. article? I did. Yeah, at a certain point. Okay, yeah. well they they give s- several other examples of how this has happened within this church organization before this Mars Hill Acts 29. Or this Act 29 yeah. church organization and that's yeah. that's basically what it is. What they are trying to do and what's obvious from this article at least to me is they When they tr- mentioned John Piper and They are trying yeah. yes, they are trying desperately to stop the celebrity pastor from becoming a head of this organization. Because if you have somebody, if somebody's power and celebrity goes unchecked, if someone's celebrity in this Acts 29 thing, yeah. their celebrity goes as, as a unchecked, yeah. and they become Osteen level, you know, Joel, Joel Osteen levels of yeah. celebrity. Yeah. Creflo Dollar or some, somebody like that, yeah. or even like a John Hagee. Joyce Meyer. You, you have, uh, I mean, you have an incredible, uh, Opportunity for that person to kind of take over the entire movement and and make it their own thing, okay, right. and then make it to serve their own ego. It, it, to me, I don't disagree with this at all. I think that Acts twenty nine is on the right right path. Um, when you have these giant mega churches, when you have five thousand people on a Sunday that come to your church to service, one dude. Uh, guess what? You shouldn't have you shouldn't be serving as as lead pastor for more than five years in that church. 
should be you serve your five years you move on to the next church yeah or you know uh because at that point like you definitely have the opportunity and thanks to instagram and facebook and and twitter and everything else you have a much even broader you know you already have your base of five (laughs) thousand, you know followers yeah and then you have all this up up other opportunity to broadcast not just your ministry but yourself because at that point your ministry is inexplicably tied to your celebrity. The two are interchangeable. Yeah. Like yeah. You can't get rid of them. I'm sorry, but but Phyllis Schlafly can never can never do. Or bad example. I won't use her. <laughs> but but um uh uh, you know Mark Driscoll, Joel Osteen's yeah entire ministry is directly intertwined with his celebrity and his personality. Yeah, they will never ever be separate. Yeah. Therefore, it, if if he screws up, mm-hmm. the ministry dies. Um, and I think Acts twenty nine is doing the right thing in making sure that that the it's sort of a realization of that, that fact nipping in the bud anybody who could make a power play to take over the movement or to take over the organization. Yeah. Um, and so you so when you have uh, a pastor who is incredibly popular and has a giant church, um, and then that person tries to. Um. Uh, dominate or you know in, infer their will um, over a bunch of other people over what the majority of the church wants. Then, yeah. then, yeah, I think I think they're justifiable. In, they're you ever thought about being a pastor, man? Uh, at a point in your, at a point in life, answer honestly. Have you ever thought about being a pastor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Most, I mean, yeah. People who people who know me, um, no. I would say know me at the fifty percent range, like they know me, but they don't know everything. Yeah. Think that you are a pastor? <laughs> the, no, the, 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 I've I've been told by by yeah a lot of people like that that you know you would make a great pastor, huh. especially when I you know get off my tangents on religion, you know, because I can be quite eloquent with my yeah my religious as I think talk. this show stands as a uh, testament to my religious speakings and such, um, but but yeah it it. it it's not something I could do because it, it requires first and foremost faithfulness. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know that about yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not yeah. something. That's something you can My do. My boss has been really harping on this thing of being like self-aware. Yeah. Like self-awareness being your your greatest asset in management and mm-hmm. leadership, which is what they're trying to you know sort of grow in me in a, in a lot of different yeah. ways. But but that being the primary one of like being self aware of how you come across to other people and the person that you are and, and et cetera et cetera and I don't know man yeah I've thought about being a pastor and and also when I started this show uh, and mentioned it to a, a couple of people who are close to me by birth yeah and not much else um, said to me um, I said you you are we feel that or I feel that that you you know you're incredibly eloquent and mm. and have a lot to say and are very good at piecing it together i used to growing up i was the guy who could talk my way out of anything yeah um which is why i've always been good at sales jobs or customer service or that kind of thing because i can i can i can talk folks off the ledge kind of you know that are angry about whatever it is um and they, they said they basically like you know you are making a mistake to not use that voice basically for the lord mm. you know so and I, I don't know i don't know i don't know how i feel about that I don't know if I I am or I, or I or I amped. Did you want to turn but, this into a Bible podcast? I, 
<laughs> well, we've done 100 now, so now we're now just close the chapter. We'll do season two. GTSC season th- season two, and then we have to do them like sermon series, though. Series, though. Yeah. Like we'll do we'll do a, a, a series on Acts and then a series on Joe. And then around Christmas time, obviously, we're going to talk about Jesus and how he was born. Yeah. And then uh, and then around Easter, you know, we'll do a Black Friday service and we'll have a, we'll have a candlelight service, you know, candlelight. We'll have a candlelight podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll do it without the lights on and only only by candles. Um, I don't know. I th- I think we've mixed. Can I in. have a Can I have a segment on the show called <laughs> Melchizedek's Corner? <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. Um, no, I also want to cover Song of Solomon though in depth. Yeah. Um, but see, that's the funny thing. <laughs> that's the funny thing is that we've uh, everything. This is sexy. You said in depth, did you? I did. Yeah. That's the funny thing is that I I really like the direction that the show's taken in the sense that we have a lot of these conversations that that I think are real conversations beyond like a pulpit, which to me feels like, you know, you need to have Jesus. And now that's yeah. not all it is. That's not all my church is, you yeah. know, but but I feel like that's a lot of it. And I feel like it's worthwhile in the grand scheme of things to consider the Bible um, and the personage of God, which is something that we've done on this show without the pretense of, for lack of a better way of saying it, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I don't know. Give that some thought. <sighs> well, children, out. it's time to go. You get overtime it's these been, days, man? You've been working a lot? No, no, I've been working like 35 if I'm if I'm lucky, what a huge pussy! I'm, I'm totally fine with it, man. It, I'm totally fine with well, it. I see the image of my paste them, right? And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, eighty hours of regular time in two weeks, and forty-one hours of overtime. That's that's a third week, Matt. <laughs> that's a third week in great story, compelling and rich. Whatever. Well, children's. <laughs> Been a good episode of give that some thought. Now we're closing Bed out the show. Story hour with Matt. It's sleepy time. Give that some thought. <laughs> the weed has worn off. The sun has gone down. <sighs> it's time for bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt's gonna go and vibe in calories and sleep. Oh man, I forgot about the chicken. <laughs> Two chicken sandwiches sit on my coffee table. Nope. Yep. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, man has to run now, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for Facebook, Twitter, that stuff. You know where to find us. Yeah. Uh, Also on Google Play now. Google Play has podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Stream the show on Google Play Music. Boom. Um, That's a thing now. We're we're on there. Yeah. Just uh, look up what. Just search. Give that some thought. Yeah. Give that some thought on Google Play Music. Right on any Android phone. Yeah. Cross the board now. That's um, that's pretty. I'm actually happy that that's the case. Because yeah, yeah. before it was like, oh, am I going to get Stitcher or a podcast app, and do I want to pay for it, or do I want to use an incredibly shitty one, or mm-hmm. you know? But now it's like, I don't know. Google Play Music. Go stream the show. Yeah. Web web. It'll save the place for web. If you're listening like on a desktop at work or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or any phone. Give that some thought, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. There you have it. See you later, everybody out there in Audioland. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.